0: You are listening to Stepping into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host, from juliatreat.com. I have just returned home from Greece. I'm still on Greece time. Perhaps it's because my heart is still there. So many magical things happened while I was in Greece, and I'm going to start sharing some of those with you. Because as you know, if you've listened for, you know, a short time or even over the years, I share my experiences to not only help you, you know, understand what's possible, but as I share and just become an even more open book, it truly does heal everything within myself. Now, I don't even know if that just made sense because I... I. I'm kind of on limited sleep because I am on Delphi time, Delphi. I used to think it was pronounced Delphi, but it's actually Delphi, Delphi, Delphi Greece. So I was co-facilitating a spiritual retreat, yoga retreat, whatever you may want to call it. For the yoga family that went, it was a yoga retreat. For me, it was a spiritual retreat. Uh, But we spent time in Delphi Greece We actually, we also traveled to Athens and several amazing places. But for today's podcast, I'm going to talk about what happened when I entered Pan's Cave. You know, Pan. Pan. I'm going to find some info here. I just had it pulled up. One second. Um, So, first of all, this cave is believed to be, you know, no one's for sure, but they are, it is believed that it is 16. 1,000 to 8,000 years old, this cave. Now, the town we stayed in, I call it a town. It's a 1,000 residents in Delphi. A 1,000 residents, and there are hotels in Delphi that hold up to 3,000 tourists. So it's called, now I'm, I don't know that I'm going to pronounce this correctly, but Corissian Cave in Delphi, Greece. And it is where, what we were told while we were there, you can look it up online, we were told that it was um, a place where Pan and Apollo both went and would meet the nymphs there. Now, I am pulling up some info. I had one up, and I'm not sure where it went, so I'm just going to assume. That means that there's something else for me to find, a different story to share. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the cave before... Um, I tell you my experience, which was profound, profound. Okay, so, just pulling up a tourist site, actually, (laughs) that talks about the cave. All right, so we did have to, we had to walk up a, you know, a hill, not steep, just, it was a walk, and it's a gravel road. Now, I'm probably going to be rambling again. I'm on very limited sleep. I woke up at 3 a.m., I guess three-ish, and um, have been awake ever since. Now, in Delphi, that would be 10 a.m. So I just got back, what, yesterday, so I am still acclimating. I, you know, some people might call it jet lag, but I honestly feel like some, you know, I broke wide open there. Even, you know, it's profound. Every time I go to these sacred and magical places of energy, just the next thing just breaks open. And I truly believe that's what happened. I am not the same. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. Every, you know, how I have changed since being there. So the cave that they discovered, and, you know, everything that we went to, to see or experience, I, I, always, I always, my question was always, how did they find it? Like, who found it first? How did they find this? It's so cool when I can't imagine the first person coming across Pan's Cave which was, um, sorry, trying to read while I speak. I'm trying to find the time that they believed it was built in, but it was the time, um, I mean, we're talking 12,000 years ago, but they believe this cave may be um, six to 8,000 years old. And someone on our tour group, someone mentioned that they did find um, a relic or a sacrifice, like something that was left there. I think it was a coin, or what would have been a coin in the day that's 6,000 years old. So this cave that was discovered was filled with offerings. And there we got to go into this cave. We're in this cave that is at least 6,000 years old. They said some, maybe eight. So we are making this trek up to the cave Um, there's this beautiful opening. We had this gentleman that was playing music for us. And I'm going to talk about him as well. I'm going to share some of his music um, on Patreon because I actually recorded one of the songs he did for us. But he played the music at the entrance of the cave, kind of welcoming us to the top of the mountain at this cave entrance and played as we made our way into this cave. And this cave is huge. It's massive. I'm going to post a picture of it on Instagram. It's juliatreat444. You can find a picture of inside Pan's cave, at least one. I'm going to post one picture where you're just going to like, you're going to be floored at what I caught in the cave, the picture, what I caught in the picture. So I'm going to share it in, on Instagram, and I will share it on my Facebook page. But Anywho, we walk into this cave with this sacred music playing, and I'm also going to share a picture of the gentleman playing the music because I am not kidding you, as soon as I saw him, I was like, it's Pan. I really said he looks just like Pan, only with white hair. The pictures I have of Pan in my um, oracle decks... Pan has dark hair. This gentleman looks just like Pan, just with white hair. I said, "Oh my God!" He just came back to keep, continue teaching us, you know, guiding us, helping us find the way. And uh, Pan, you know, is all about fertility, and fertility isn't doesn't just mean pregnancy. Fertility means, um, you know, life taking off, business taking off, love taking off. Fertility, right? Being fed. And so he's playing this music, and we're walking in one by one and i think there were about 26 of us and people are looking around and and i am i'm looking around but i'm being very careful not to you know i don't touch anything in there i it's it's sacred ground and they did say we could take pictures and we could take videos which we did that that was allowed and our tour guide Panos who actually was our guide for the entire week and um, was the, is, is the mayor of Delphi, or was, until this past weekend. They, I think he stepped down, I don't know, but anything. Anyway, his family, individuals in his family line, I think he said great-grandfather. I don't know how many years ago this cave was discovered. It wasn't that long ago, actually. But his grandfather, great-grandfather, somewhere in that lineage, was part of the excavation team. Like, they actually were part of the team that found it. I mean his family was, you know, part of the team that excavated um, Apollo's temple, which I'll talk about in another podcast, which we went to. But we made our way in the cave and everyone's looking around, and it's in the middle of the cave is this stone circle. And there's an offering on the the stone slab inside of the circle. Um, there's a bowl, there's all kinds of things, and it's just fascinating. We're all looking around, and it looks like cr- almost like crystals or something coming off of some of the ceiling. Um, everyone that w- entered that cave had their own experience, including me. We made our way in at one point, Panos, our guide said, You know, everyone come around the circle, around the stone circle, and we all took a seat. We all took a seat around because we were going to have a ceremony. So Laura, Laura and Yanni, they own the hot studio, um, hot yoga studio that I attend. Laura had found, you know, they had gone into town looking, you know, for something that, they, that we could offer as a group, an offering. And so just went into town and, you know, allowing themselves to be led to whatever that may be. And as we gathered in the circle and Laura began telling us a bit about this cave and this the magic in this cave that she had already visited before i could feel it like i could feel just energy surrounding us amazing energy and she said you know we're going to you know we put a lot of thought into this we prayed about it we asked for the perfect gift to, to give us an offering, and she said, we came across this rose quartz crystal. And for those of you that aren't aware, rose quartz emits love. Rose quartz is the crystal of love. And so she said, she held it up and showed us all, and, and you know, it's kind of dark in there, but there's light coming in from the opening of the cave, and we can see her. And I started taking some pictures, because I could see this beam of light coming in from the opening, and it was going right through her, into the center, into that circle, um, in the middle of the cave. I mean, I was just like, oh my God, I don't, I bet no one even knows that this is happening. That's, there's a lot of things that universe um, shows me or makes me aware of, and so that I can then take the opportunity to either snap a photo or tell someone or whatever's happening, I'm aware. And then I find ways to show others. And so I started seeing this light coming in through her, this white beam of light. I think I'll post one of those in Instagram as well with, with what I found (laughs) with not found, but another thing that I caught a photo of. So she says, you know, we're going to, I'm going to ask that we go around the circle and that we just offer a blessing, a prayer whatever it is that you feel guided to do. You're going to hold the crystal in your hands and do whatever feels right for you, whether you hold it in your heart, your, in your hands, whatever you need to do. And so this gentleman, Pan is who I think it was, <laughs> quite honestly, started playing this, I think it's called a lair. He talked about it the night before, but like I said, right now I'm on limited sleep. He started playing this lair, beautiful music, It just does something to you. I mean, I'm going to say it heals you, but it breaks you wide open. Like it just opens your heart, mind, and spirit just to allow just beautiful things in. It's just, oh, just so amazing. The music starts playing. I'm just closing my eyes and meditating with my hands on my lap, one one hand on each knee, and I just have my palms up, and I just decided I'm embracing this entire moment. And I just begin breathing and connecting and feeling and loving. And at one point, the person to my left puts the crystal into my hand and, and, you know, presses my, my hand like, just like, almost like she was blessing my hand, blessing me. And I take the crystal and I'm just holding it up and I'm holding it to my heart. And then I was just guided to, not even guided, I wanted to send so much love to Mother Earth. I was like... Sending mass of love to you, Gaia, to Mother Earth. We love you. We are here to honor you. We are here to be your, I'm going to use the word servant. We're here to serve you. We're here to be a light for you, a channel for you. We love you. And as soon as I uttered my last whatever, and it was silent, it was in my head, I felt, well, hold on, not yet. I said the last prayer. I don't remember word for word. And for whatever reason, then I just took my hands. I had the crystal in prayer position. My hands are really hot. I have them in prayer position now. (laughs) And they're really warm right now. Um, And I put it up to my crown chakra and just, like, touched the top of my head. And then I did my third eye in the middle of my forehead. I did my lips. And even though I was doing my throat chakra next, which those are often connected, I felt I needed to touch my lips, my throat, and then I stopped at my heart. And when I stopped at my heart, I was overcome with so much love. Like, it's like I could feel it rumbling, not rumbling, mm, vibrating from the earth and coming up and into me. And just, just like so much love around me and just, I mean, tears, they just poured out of my eyes. So I have my eyes closed still. Michael is on my right, because thank God he got to go with me on this trip. And I'm so grateful we got to do it together. And I handed him the crystal and put it in his hands. And then I went back to just, I think I put my hands on my lap. I don't recall at this moment, but it just, I mean, we're there for probably another 30, 40 minutes, people going around and giving their blessings I had water, <laughs> water, waterworks. I had tears flowing out of my eyes for the entirety of the rest of the time we sat there. Now, I wasn't sobbing and like, <laughs> you know, anything like that, which wouldn't have matter if I was. I wasn't holding anything back. It was flowing out of my eyes, though. And as I was just taking in all of this love, because if you ever, God, my, I'm going to tell you what, I pray that you, that you, at some point of your life, if you haven't yet, that you feel that immense love that God, that Mother Earth, that, that is, is being sent to us constantly. Because when you tap into that, it, it will just make you cry. It's the same thing happened when I was walking, if you haven't heard the podcast where I was walking one day, one of my favorite trails, and I was really needing to hear from Jesus. I was like, I need you to be so close, because, you know, I do talk to Jesus often. He's one of my main, you know, he's my main man, as I always say. Um, and I said, I really need you to be so close that I feel you, and I'm walking. And, you know, I'm watching my feet because it's kind of a rough terrain. And for a split second, when I said that, Like, all I was asking is, like, I need to feel you here right now. I need to know you're here. For a split second on my left, I saw his foot in a sandal, the white robe he had on, for a split, I would say, I'm going to say three seconds, tops. That was another moment those tears came. And it wasn't tears of, like, relief saying, oh, my God, you're here. It was the love that I felt. So in this cave, I had the same experience, only it lasted so much longer. Like, I was just sitting there, wow. I mean, I just felt it. And then I, all I kept hearing was, make sure you tell them. Like, make sure they know how much they are loved. So when we got to the end of the blessing, the last person, and... Laura, I don't remember everything that happened exactly, but I remember she, I think she put the crystal in the middle. I don't recall that part. I'm kind of in my, I'm in some kind of something that happened at this moment. We did a blessing with with wine and bread, and and I don't even remember if that happened before or after our ceremony. I mean, I realize now so much happened in that cave that I don't even recall all of the details. (laughs) So... We finished our ceremony, and people were then allowed to walk about the cave, to look at things, to, um, you know, and I know moving into those spaces, you just don't touch anything. And, and I'll be honest, some people were touching things, and some things were falling down, and some were. And I, in my mind's eye, was just like, not my mind's eye, my, my, whatever. Again, I'm a little out of it at this time in the cave. I just remember saying to myself, ah, let's just let, and that's okay, okay, that happened, let's just let it go, but let them understand, let them, let them realize the sacredness of where they are, like, let them receive from this somehow, whatever it is that they need, like, I just, I was having such a profound experience, I wanted everyone to, and that's where, you know, I had to back off in my mind, thinking anyone had to do anything, I was getting what I needed, so, I began, you know, taking photos then. I was having people stand, because I started noticing through my phone. Now, I knew there were things, like, I knew we had friends, beautiful angel, angelic presence, and um, Pan Energy, and Apollo Energy, and the Nymphs, so and we had all kinds of stuff around us. I knew that. But to catch it on camera in a photo, which I often do, a lot of times in hearts, you know, then... You know, and I do post those often on Facebook and Instagram. But I started taking photos, and I started taking lots of photos of me, of people standing in front of the cave with the light coming in, uh, and I started seeing all the things I was catching. And one of the things that I caught, which I said I was gonna post, and I will, was a there's streaks of light, but there is this huge green, heart orb inside of the cave and you know green is the healing color that is the color of healing and so this big green heart inside of the cave and I got pictures of it and it just it didn't even validate anything I didn't need any validation of anything I felt it's so difficult to put into words to be honest (laughs) What I experienced on this entire trip, I will not be able to put into words, but I will do my best over the next several podcasts. Throughout the time in Delphi and Athens, I mean, we went to the Acropolis, we went to, um, Michael and I took a boat tour to three different islands. I mean, we just did so much that I realized the moment my feet touched the ground there, And then we got into a taxi to take the two-hour ride into Delphi from Athens, from the airport. I just felt like I was home. Now, I have felt that way many places I go. And this was yet another place that I have no doubt that I have walked that earth before once, if not several times in many lifetimes. And what I found, even from the first night when I met a very beautiful and sweet young lady named Ashley. From that first night, because we arrived early, she arrived early, and we all hung out and had some wine together. And what I found was, although I have in the past just given messages to people off the cuff, something changed while I was there. And I found that I was just, things were just coming out of my mouth without thinking about it, without tuning in, without anyone asking me, are you getting anything? I was just, things were just coming out. And then people would say in the group, oh, you told me this last night and it meant this and oh, you told me this and that makes so much sense and I had either very little or no recollection of saying anything. I did not remember what I told them. So, um, this event in Pan's Cave, I don't even know what day that was. I'm guessing it's day two or three or four. I don't know. It was one, just one, of the really cool, amazing, transformational things that we did on this retreat. You know, when we travel to these sacred lands, it does something to us. It, this, Yes, we can transform from our homes, wherever that may be in the world. But when you take that leap of faith, I mean, for some of, some of the people on the trip, it was a leap of faith. And I'm going to talk about another individual that it took four days for her to get from the airport to us an amazing story, but when we take that leap of faith, without, I'm going to say without expectation, I went with no expectation other than to have a lot of fun and to see some really cool shit, (laughs) to be honest. And so much more, so much more happened on this magical ride. Who would have thought Right? Who would have thought? I would have never thought as a little girl, as a teenager in my 20s last year, that I would have been sitting inside the cave that Pan and Apollo visited so often, and that I would have such a profound experience of love within that cave that would change me forever. There's so many times, so many things in my life that have occurred that have like catapulted me to the next level. This is just one of those experiences. Just like the experiences I've had at Angel Valley, the several times I've been there, this was just another mind blowing, transformational experience that I'm still allowing to unfold. Okay, so I will be sharing some of the photos on my Instagram, on my Facebook. I have tons of photos for different places that we went. I, I took pictures of hearts everywhere. But I'm going to tell you, the green glowing heart orb that I got in Pan's cave, that just takes the cake. <sighs> I would, um, I'm just going to put out there that I, while I was gone on this trip, I had all intentions of, I'm going to be posting this, I'm going to be doing this meditation on Patreon, I'm going to be doing all these different things. And the universe had different... Well, the universe decided that was not how it was going to fly. I wasn't able to connect. I could not connect um, on Wi-Fi 98% of the time. I couldn't get phone calls. Just everything ceased to exist beyond my experience with these amazing individuals on this retreat. But I know now, when I got home, why that was. Because like I tell everyone on my retreats, you are going to have an experience that will transform you. It will change you. It will break you wide open. You will ascend. Like, it is part of the ascension, but it will catapult you forward. You will understand more about yourself. You will love yourself more. You will... You'll know what you need to do when you get home. I mean, without knowing, if that even makes sense. You're going to be in a space of love, of peace, of joy, of laughter, of healing. And then it is up to you when you go back home, whether you continue that or you go back to your old ways. Because everyone that wasn't on that trip with you, your friends, your family members, your clients, your employers, none of them went through the experience that you did, so they will not understand. They will not be in the same place, and that is not from ego. They just will not be in the same place because they did not have that experience. And I say it's up to you when you get home what you do. And so when I got home, I returned home. I had one day. I I couldn't believe it. I got home. I had Wi-Fi. Everything's connected. I had one day. Where I got no messages still, nothing, zero. I didn't realize how much, how how precious my time really is. (laughs) Because on that next day, my second day back, 9 11, (laughs) I got so many messages. And it's funny, I have to say this. When we got home, Michael, I love it, I love you, I love him, I love him, I love him. He was like a robot and got right back into the mode of getting ready for work the next day, did those laundry. Like, he was just like, boom, 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 everything's done. Okay, I'm ready. I got my lunch ready for tomorrow. Let's go to work. And I'm like, I was like, do you understand what you're telling them? Do you understand the message you're giving the universe that you'll just go right back to that, right? Do you get what you're saying? Like, that's me. But then I said, that's it. That's his, he's given his own story and I'm going to choose my story. I'm going to not unpack my bag. Today, I'm going to wait a little while. I'm not doing any laundry today. I'm going to go outside and play with my dogs. I'm going to go sit on the river behind my house. I'm going to have a glass of wine. I'm going to chill. I'm going to take a nap. It felt good. And I kept saying, I love this. I love my life like this. I love that I don't have to rush. I love that I don't have rules. I love this that was the first day back when i had zero messages the next day bam don't even can't even tell you how many text messages i had confirm now get back to me now respond now i need to talk to you now call me as soon as you can i had messages on messenger facebook messenger and again i'm not i get it i'm not like if you were one of them listening to this it's no big deal because you helped me you helped me because I had a choice at that moment, and I knew it. Am I, con- am I going back to the old way, or am I going to embrace the new that really feels really awesome to me? And I chose not to respond to most of the messages. And for those that I did respond to, it was very minimal and not what I used to do. I just decided I have too many people that want to talk to me every day or have to message me, and I have a choice. Do I want to continue that? Yes, I love them dearly, and I send massive love to them, all, but I, I need to step away from all of, the, all of the messages. So, this is every day of our life, right? Every day, every moment, we can choose something different. We can choose a different way to show up. We can choose a different way to be. We can choose a different way to live, a different way to love. Like, we have a choice. And so many of us are still fighting that people-pleasing way. You know, we've been people-pleasing our entire life. And so I would say this might be the first time, not the first time, but I'm going to say the first time with that many messages at one time where I had no guilt not responding to any of them. I was like, no, I just don't want to. And so I came home a different person. I'm allowing those messages to flow from me, through me, the way they did while I was in Delphi. I'm embracing the new me. I don't even know what that means yet. So I will prepare you that I don't even know what my podcasts are going to sound like now. I don't know what my courses are going to sound like now because... I've just shifted into a level that is new for this human experience for me this time. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that I feel such a peace and a calm and a wisdom Just wisdom that has nothing to do with ego. I feel a wisdom within me, a knowing, a pure love within me that I'm just allowing it to continue. I'm not leaving Greece and then shifting right back into the old ways. No, I'm done doing that. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm here and I'm going to remember what those 12 days were like without all of the messages, without all the dings on my phone, without the feeling of responsibility that I have to do something, it feels good. And my prayer and wish is that you feel the same, that it happens for you, and it will. It will if you just continue to move forward, take leaps of faith, Faith, ask your team, your angels and guides, and God, show me the way. This morning I woke up, and before I even started anything, I said, I just went outside at the river behind my house. Now I'm still on Delphi time for some reason, so I woke up at 3 a.m. Went out, I said, I even said this, <laughs> I was trying to go back to sleep. I said, Okay, God, if I'm still up at 5, I will go out and meditate out on the river with you. Well, I never could go back to sleep, so I just got up, drank some coffee. Um, you know, just dilly it around the house until five, and then I went out there and meditated. But before I meditated, I said a prayer. And I said, God, I love this new way of being. This new way of just allowing, being of being of peace. And I said, I'm asking you, God, and your mighty team of angels and guides that help me all the time, please remove what is no longer for my highest good. And I meant people, experiences, events, everything. Please, I am allowing that to leave. I'm allowing that to be removed with no judgment. And bring forth everyone, everything that will take me to that level, the level of my highest good, the level where I can do the most good, the level where I can love myself the most, the level where I can love others the most, I welcome that without judgment. I have chills when I'm saying that. And then I went into meditation. And then things just began to flow once again today. The ideas, things were easy. I felt calm as I do at this moment. Okay, thanks for listening. (laughs) This is a little, well, kind of long. This is kind of a long one. I am sending massive love to you. I will post the pics, and I will continue to post some really amazing pictures of the places that we visited on this trip to Greece. Um, Just a heads up, before I sign off, my past life regression certification is coming up i have taught that for my coaches to my coaches but i have not opened it up to everyone else yet but i am now and so it is september 28th and 29th past life regression certification course i will post a link for the payment in the description of this podcast you will not find it on my website you will only find it in this podcast link on podbean I will post the link to payment so that you can get in on that. Um, also, Angel Valley. I ha- still have s- some openings for my Angel Valley retreat, and I'm t- moving over to Angel Valley in my calendar. I'm still um, I'm learning tech. I'm, I'm really embracing technology, but I'm still that type that has to have that hard, you know, the, the um, calendar in front of me with pages I can turn. My next... Retreat at Angel Valley will be my last one, um, and I have discounted it so that more people can come since it is my last event at Angel Valley. I wanted to make sure that everyone could get in that wanted to. So it is October 23rd through the 27th. I discounted it, and I even added a day so that we could get more in. It is normally $2,800. That's what the price is on my website. Don't buy it there if you get in. Get the link that I'm going to leave here in the podcast because it's $2,300. So it's $500 off. All right? All of the information on my website is correct. Just go to juliatreat.com and click on retreats and everything for Angel Valley, the sweat lodge that we're going to do with Rogelio. I have been in his sweat lodge, I think, upwards of five times. Um, He is an amazing guide, and his family even takes part in the sweat lodge. His son... Uh, he does singing bowls during the sweat lodge. His son's mother sings during a sweat lodge and her voice alone will bring tears to your eyes. Her voice is so healing. Um, we are, we have several events planned at angel Valley, but that's one that we will do be doing off the property at Rahelio's house. You will have, um, a good part of a day in Sedona, downtown Sedona, I will be going in with you. We will be hanging out, going shopping, out to eat, whatever it is that you would like to do, and then the rest of our time will be at Angel Valley experiencing the magic of that land. Don't let this pass you by, because I am not doing another one. This is it. Get in. Take that leap of faith. I guarantee you this will be the trip of a lifetime. Everyone who has attended any of my retreats has said that. I'm very excited to be able to be your guide on that magical land of Angel Valley. You will not leave the same. I can promise you that. All right, my loves, that is it for today. Oh, one more quickie, quickie, quickie. I'm going to drop a link also in case... um, my partner and I, we are beginning a new venture, and we have compiled a list with links to all of like the favorite guided meditations that I have created that people say this was amazing. I I don't even know if there's like eight or 12 on this list. You can get these all for free. We just compiled them so that you could have them all right there for you. A third eye meditation, a getting to know your angels meditation, I believe. There's a um, vortex meditation to help you really move into this you know to stay in the flow there's a morning and evening meditation to to get your angels and guides in in your you know to get them manifesting for you and helping you on your path your journey so that's free get it i'm gonna drop that too just so you know you can get that list so okay that's it for today I may go take a nap I don't know but I thinking um Again, just moving forward and allowing things to open and unfold for whatever has happened to me. I am so grateful, and I am so eternally blessed to have had the experience that I had. And I can't wait to share more with you. There's so many more things that happen on that magical land. All right. I love you so much, and I will talk to you soon. God bless. Julia is now offering several ways that you can connect with her even more. She will be guiding those who join her on her Patreon page through channeled messages, transformational meditations, and even mini-courses not offered anywhere else. Check out her latest offerings at patreon.com forward slash Treat.